This is the Unity Community of Central Oregon podcast. Wow. Ooh, that's loud. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cheat just in case I need this. Okay. So, because I can feel this thing changing already as I'm sitting here. When Jane invited me to come and speak back in December, I don't know how many of you heard my miracle talk. Thank you. Um, and then asked me to come this week. I had no idea until yesterday morning um, when we met for coffee that this is the 10th anniversary, almost to the day that the lights went out in my life, that I found myself in a place I never, ever expected to be, on the floor (laughs) of my kitchen, when I found out that my husband of 17 years and my best friend of 25 years had had an affair for over a year in front of me while we bowled together, while we got together as a foursome and sat in the hot tub. Yeah, the lights went out. And I realized for the first time that many years later, as Donna brought up, that I, it was the start of a, a calling I had no idea I was being called to. So betrayal, <laughs> it's one of those things that most people don't want to talk about it, but it happens to 95% of us at least once in our lifetime. So I'd like you to play a little game with me, just, just out of curiosity. I'm going to mention many different ways that people can be betrayed because it's not all infidelity, it's not all cheating. That's, that's probably the most devastating one. But there are others. And so what I'd like you to do is just raise your hand and keep it raised until we're done. Are you willing to play? Yes? Okay. So we won't start with the hardest one first. We'll start with a simple one. How many of you have been betrayed by a friend? Hold your hands up. How many of you... Hold them up, hold them up, hold them up. Huh? Yeah, you're going to ha- get tired. I'm sorry. <laughs> How many of you have been betrayed by a boss? Someone who said, I'm going to give you a raise if you do this, and then they didn't give it to you. How many of you have been uh, betrayed by a family member? A daughter, a son, an aunt, a cousin. Keep them up, keep them up. How many of you have been betrayed by a coworker who lied to you? How many of you have been betrayed by a spouse or partner? Look around the room, guys. It's about 95%. Proved my point. Thank you very much. Now, here's the interesting thing about betrayal. Betrayal is actually a very simple thing. It is the breaking of a promise or an agreement or an expectation. So simple. And yet we do it every day. And what I realized as I started this journey of healing, to heal myself of this thing, was that I was meeting a lot of other people during that same time, like spirit was bringing these people into my life so that I could see how often people are betrayed and how when that betrayal isn't healed, we can stay stuck for a really, really long time. And that that betrayal actually permeates 
so much of our lives that at times some people don't even know they've been betrayed until I start talking about it. They go, oh my God, that's me. And it changed my life. I didn't pursue this career or I ended up breaking this friendship or whatever it was because of a betrayal. And then it leaves you with the loss of three things. The first thing you lose is your trust. Trust in each other and trust in yourself. The second thing you lose is a, a sense of identity because everything that you knew as you shifts when your world and your environment starts to quake. And then lastly, you lose love, this, this sense of this inner love for yourself and your ability to just love freely other people. So I went on this journey to heal myself and as the light started coming back on in my life, brighter and brighter and brighter, and that one is really bright, um, I realized that I was destined to be betrayed. I actually said this to him. I actually sat across from him after you know, a year went by and said, you know, it's not surprising that you betrayed me because I do believe in the law of attraction. And I was calling this into me. Why? Because I had been betraying myself for years. Probably for most of my life. And that takes us to the unconscious legacy of betrayal. You see, before there was laws and religion and societies and cultures. Way back in the Stone Age, we now have evidence that those societies between 7500 BC to like 5300 BC were matriarchal. Man and woman, yes, lived side by side equally each knowing the gifts and the talents and the skills that they brought to the table. Not the same, but equal. And they inherited, they ruled, they, um, they were worshipped. They worshipped the feminine. They worshipped the life-giving force of the feminine and females. And then even as early, as we started to move towards tribes and nomadic uh, lives, they found through studying anthropologically the, the tribes today, the ones in South Africa, in the Aborigines, in South America, and even some American tribes, that they're not necessarily matriarchal, but they are definitely still equal. Each, again, bringing their gifts, their talents, each being able to rule, each being able to inherit and when they were nomadic, they were, or tribal in that sense, they were smaller groups and fewer people were related. And that was a key element. Because when we started to form cities and towns, because we were starting now to grow food, and as Daniel Quinn in Ishmael says, lock up the food, that is when societies changed. And as a result, they got bigger and bigger. And what do you think changed in that moment? 
There was a hierarchy. Why? People were competing, and you know what they found is they were related. I don't know why. That has something to do with it. But the men became much more competitive. And I think also what happened is that the women kind of lost their role. They were the ones looking for the berries, right? They, they, they were the ones who were putting the medicines together. And that started to change when agriculture came about. And whenever you have a big group, you kind of have to have that hierarchy. You have to have laws and rules. And once those laws and rules came into play, women were no longer considered part of the natural world. We became designated in that little territory less value than the cattle that was owned at the time. Now, we know science today, with neuroscience, we understand how the world works and we understand how the mind works and we understand how easily we are programmed and conditioned. And this programming and this conditioning happens unconsciously. In fact, Jane, you, you know, she's a hypnotherapist, many of you are. 95% of our day, we are operating from our unconscious mind. So, move forward through time and religion takes place and all of these women in time believed and were told that they were somehow less than that they couldn't inherit, that they, the laws didn't provide for their safety, that they were less than cattle. And that became the unconscious story. I went to France last year and discovered a whole other world that exists and has existed there since the year one. When Jesus and Mary Magdalene were walking the planet, two avatars, one, the masculine, the divine masculine, and the other, the divine feminine. He from the house of David and she from the house of Benjamin, both of them royal, came together to teach the way of love, the way of equality, the way of forgiveness, all of the things that you all study in the Course of Miracles. It's all there. In fact, she's in there too, and I'm studying that right now. I, haven't, I don't know yet where, but when I do, I'll come back. <laughs> um, and so, you know, they, when he was crucified, she was immediately whisked away from Jerusalem or wherever they were, I don't even know, and taken to Egypt where she wrote her gospel. Many, 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 many years later, that was found in the desert of Nag Hammadi, and that gospel is what finally convinced the church that she actually was an apostle to the apostle, that she wasn't a worthless woman. But she then went to France, where she continued to teach the way of love. The Cathars were a group of people who at that time followed Jesus and Mary Magdalene and lived side by side with Christians and Jews and Muslims in small, beautiful, stone cities where they lived this way of love, of forgiveness, of inclusivity, which is not about being the same. That's where we're really screwing up in this world today, is that we want to be inclusive, but we think to do that, everybody has to be the same. But you don't. Inclusivity is about, is about embracing the differences. It's, yeah? About learning from each other those differences. And there is no one more different than a man and a woman. 
<laughs> and yet we still are trying to do it the same way because, you know, when women came out of the kitchen and into the boardroom, there was only one model of success, the masculine way. And so that's what she did. She took on her masculine. And she got out there and she fought for equal pay and equal rights. And we're still fighting for that, aren't we? What if we didn't have to do that? What if we didn't have to fight for it? What if being in our masculine isn't the best thing for us? In fact, when we started acting from that part of our essence, do you know what they found? Heart disease in women for the first time ever. So I want to read to you what the symptoms are when a man and a woman are not living in their essence. Because, here's the thing, I always thought, and many of you probably do, that it is the rising of the feminine. Everybody's talking about that, right? The rise of the feminine, the goddess, all that. That's not it. <laughs> it's not about bringing that feminine. That feminine has always been there. She's just been in her negative. And that masculine has always been there. But it's been in its negative also. Because the patriarchy, which started thousands of years ago, and truly was a group of men who believed that women were nothing, has shifted. The patriarchy is no longer men. The patriarchy is a virus in the systems that we deal with. It's a, <laughs> it's a virus in our legal system. It's a virus in our educational system. It's a virus in our health system. Most of the tests that are done for new medicines up until recently have been done on men. And guess what? Women's bodies are different. So we react different. Hello? So this unconscious legacy is something that, that is harming not just women, but it's been harming men also. Right? I, I mean, I'm seeing not. You understand. Here are the symptoms for women who are continually living that legacy, unconsciously betraying themselves. They are physically exhausted. They have feelings of resentment comes out in irritations and bitchiness. <laughs> they don't trust themselves. And so if they don't trust themselves, they do one of two things. They either don't trust other people, or they do what I did, which was to trust everybody. I trusted everybody. And I used to pat myself on the back and think, I'm such a trusting person. But no, it wasn't because I truly trusted them. It was because I didn't trust me. They are competing, which is outside of our natural essence. They are fighting for control. They are feeling misunderstood and disrespected. They are overworking. They can't say no to other people's demands. They have feelings of guilt, and they are overwhelmed. Are any of you women feeling anything like that? <laughs> and then men, bless your hearts. They feel so unappreciated and criticized. They feel apathetic or highly entitled. It can go both ways. Sometimes you'll find them tuning out 
they feel powerless. A lot of men are feeling embarrassed or ashamed to be men. I have three sons. I do not want my sons to feel that. They feel that they need to prove themselves or they're lacking in confidence or the inability to make big decisions. They become either passive or overly aggressive. Guys, do you feel any of that? You're not gonna raise your hands, are you? <laughs> Thank you, Eric. <laughs> I know you feel that, I see it. And here is the problem. If we want to change the world, then we have to, ladies, change that voice in our head. The one that's the ideal woman, the one that tells us, well, you're not really good enough. The one, the one what? For sure. The one that tells us that we are not sexy enough, when we look in the mirror, we're too fat, or not smart enough. We don't even literally hear that, but it is operating all the time. If we want to change the world, we have to be willing, ladies, to recognize that that unconscious betrayal has to start to be healed in us. The Dalai Lama said, the world will be saved by the women of the West. Now, I'm not sure, you know, Dalai Lama's way, way east. So when he said West, I'm not sure he was necessarily talking about just the United States. <laughs> I think he was talking about women in all of the West, Western Europe, all of Europe. And to be frank, we may think and we are hearing so much propaganda in this country that we are so much farther ahead than the rest of the world, but we are not. There have been prime ministers and presidents that have been females since the 60s in the rest of the world. Now, not in some of the underdeveloped worlds, but we're not comparing ourselves to them, are we? So we have to take it. It's our mantle. We have to stop betraying ourselves so that we can raise children both boys and girls who don't betray themselves so that they can grow up to partner with people who don't betray themselves, who then can create a world of community and support, supporting each other's differences, embracing each other's differences, wanting those differences. Does that make sense? Yes, so that is my calling. My calling is to wake you up. The, my calling is to say to you, if you have any part of you that recognizes that you, you feel this inadequacy more than you should. I mean, yeah, it's okay to know you can't play the piano if you've never played the piano. But that doesn't mean you can't learn. So if that is the way it is, I know what it takes. You need to learn. I need water so bad. You need to learn how to know, love, and honor yourself. It's all about authenticity. It's about connection. It's about empowerment. And when you learn to do that for you, 
You don't expect your husband or your partner, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, to do it for you. You have to do it for you. Thank you. And <laughs> when you do, <laughs> bless your heart, then things change. Hmm. I got off a little bit, but I am, um, uh, oh, now, the, the first step in that is to forgive. Because forgiveness is really what it's all about, right? Let me take a sip. Mm. Yeah. Now, I have a very different take on forgiveness. I do not believe, like so many people say, that you can simply choose to forgive. It's just not possible. And when you see someone who's been betrayed or been hurt by someone else or, or by, by a situation and you say to them, you need to forgive, forgive. You're going to be bitter. You need to forgive. It just makes them angry because they know they have to forgive, but they're not yet there yet. So don't ever say that to somebody. Let them be where they are. No, they need to be angry, righteously angry. They need to be able to get through certain pieces of the understanding to get to the place of forgiveness. And that is one of the things that I teach. Because forgiveness is not a choice. It's, it actually is something that naturally happens when some other things are in place. And those are part of the process of healing. And we start with ourselves, and then we... We can heal the world. So that's what I invite you to do. I hope some of you join us today um, to this class because it'll give you the first steps and I do this amazing forgiveness process that will start the ball rolling. And, um, and you'll get some more information of some other things that I'm offering. In the meantime, I want you just to ask yourself, where do you stand on this? What is most important to you? If you want to change the world, you have to learn to forgive yourself, stop betraying yourself, and then we won't betray others. The more that we betray ourselves in the form of sacrifice and doubt, the more we continue to perpetuate it.